Distilled is a production of Chemical Processing. Chemical Processing focuses on serving engineers, designing and operating plants in the chemical industry. Welcome to the Solution Spotlight edition of our Chemical Processing Distilled podcast. Solution Spotlight, delving deeper into a topic from an industry perspective. Today we're going to discuss the complexities and challenges of conveying difficult-to-handle material and explosive material. I'm Tracy Purdom, Executive Digital Editor of Chemical Processing, and with me is Eric Smith, Technical Director for Hapman, a global manufacturer of standard and custom bulk material handling equipment and complete material handling systems. Eric is going to offer his insight on lessons learned on safely handling a variety of materials. Thanks for joining me, Eric. Yes, thank you for having me today. Uh, what are considered difficult to handle materials? Yeah, well, in general, materials are difficult when they are cohesive, degrade easily, highly abrasive, or aerate. For example, one of these materials is resin flakes. It has all these above characteristics. Resin flakes become hard to handle in overheated conditions, whether by temperature or frictions, due to a low melting point. When this happens, the resin becomes adhesive, cohesive, and it packs and smears. A recent customer had a pneumatic conveyor that created multiple of these issues uh, with significant impact to profitability and efficiency. And it also created some explosion issues with those pneumatics. The high conveying speed of the pneumatics degraded the materials, elevated the temperatures, and caused plugging issues. Due to the physics of the explosive material and how pneumatic systems work, expensive explosion suppression systems would have to have been installed and regularly maintained. The tubular drag solution implemented solved all the above issues and significantly reduced operating costs throughout the reduced maintenance, lower power consumption, while improving efficiency and uptime. And when you're conveying these types of materials, can you give us a quick breakdown of the various conveying types, I guess is what I'm getting to. Um, and, and are there different conveying types for difficult-to-handle materials? There is. Um, you know, many, many companies, they only have one conveyor technology. And when we look at the material, we, we start by looking at, you know, can a flexible screw conveyor move it? Or could a pneumatic conveyor move it? But oftentimes, with difficult materials, we have to use a tubular drag conveyor. And th this, this type of conveyor it operates in a low-speed, high-torque operation. The low-speed operation of, of the conveyor greatly reduces the material degradation, so it doesn't break down as it's being conveyed from the inlet to the outlet. And then the high-torque operation of a tubular drag gives it the ability to stop and start under full load. Do you help facilities pick the proper conveyors? Yes. We team up with the customers and look at materials as they need to convey. A lot of other conveyors can tumble the materials as it's being conveyed, such as a screw conveyor. The pneumatic conveyors, there's a high velocity, and with that high velocity, those speeds that are tum create a tumbling action, break down the materials, and the materials can stick within those components. On a tubular drag conveyor, the material will come into the inlet and sit between two plastic flights. Those flights are typically made out of UHMW, and the material sits between those two flights, and it does not move or tumble. It just sits there static. Product captured between flights 
is moved in mass, exposing it to very little turbulence during its transfer. Only a small percentage is ever in contact with the pipe, minimizing the potential for abrasive degradation. Are there other special design considerations? Uh, many times, um, when you get into difficult to handle materials and it's explosive, you want to be dust tight and odor free. In a tubular drag, it's totally enclosed. With it being fully enclosed, we protect the workers from hazardous dust, fumes, and odors. Not to mention the high torque operation of a tubular drag gives it the ability to stop and start under full load, removing the need to handle the material once loaded into the conveyor. Another great feature of the tubular drag is it can navigate around different objects. What has traditionally required two or three conveyors can often be accomplished with just one tubular drag conveyor. The ability to convey through bended pipe make it possible to route the conveyors through layouts requiring change in direction. Additionally, the tubular drag conveys vertically. In crowded plant environments, the ability to convey vertically is a game changer. Suddenly retrofitting a vital new process into the middle of a plant is made possible by a conveyor that can receive material and immediately turn upwards, conserving valuable floor space. What about NFPA guidelines? Um, are there, do you guys work within those guidelines? How do you overcome issues? You had mentioned the, um, the dust and making sure that it's contained. Are there other issues that need to be overcome and how do they correlate to those NFPA guidelines? Since we are moving the material at a low speed inside the conveyor and it's kind of sitting static between those flights, it generates real low dust. And with that, the, the dust is not explosive because it's not present. Along with the NFPA guidelines, that is usually based on a volume calculation of how much material is sitting in a static place. And with a tubular drag, the, that calculation is done between flight pockets. And that volume is a half a cubic foot or less per flight pocket, which reduces well, you're not in that NFPA, says the eight cubic foot guideline. Is this a, how do, I'm trying to understand how, um, is, do you measure, is that measured all the time to make sure they're within the guidelines, or is it um, something that, that is just a known, that it's, you're, you can be sure that you're within the NFPA guidelines? Uh, yes, good question. Um, that is a calculation determined going into the application. That's something we can define right up front. We, we can offer that, that volume calculation per flight, and, and we can also tell them how much material's in the entire conveyor. And what about, obviously you've probably seen a lot of mistakes happening, but what kind of, what, what mistakes can be made when selecting a conveyor system, and what questions should customers be asking themselves? A lot of it comes around, you know, how, how how does the material handle being moved? Can it break easily? Is it sticky? Can it stick to a conveyor flighting? What do we need for inlet agitation and devices to get it into the conveyor? And how do we need to get it out of the conveyor? Some of these hard-to-move materials, we do a test, which is called a snowball test. And, and the snowball test, you take a handful of material, and you, and you kind of make a snowball with it. And if you, if you open up your hand and it free flows back through your fingers, that's a good application um, for a tubular drag. You won't need any inlet, agitation, or discharge devices to get it off the chain. 
But if you open up your hand and it sticks together, but you can take another finger and poke at it, and that starts to break apart. That tells us, well, we probably need a vibrator on the discharge, but still a good application for a tubular drag. But if you open up your hand, you poke it, and you're leaving indents around it, <laughs> or it's kind of like peanut butter and it's stuck to your fingers, yeah, it's, that's not going to be a good application. So what, what would they do in that term? Is there another conveying system they should consider? There is. Um, you're going to want to look at some uh, conveyor technology that can carry the material, such as like a belt conveyor, or you know, can can we get that material drier or wetter? And sometimes that helps as well. And what about other materials? Can these same principles be applied? Um, yeah, it is. Um, the same principle, especially that snowball test, that can be tested on any material. Um, you know, and, and we work with sand and crystallines and you know powders and things that aerate, but yeah, it's all applied the same, and, and what's great is we have all these conveyor technologies, and we can test here. And so you have all the technologies, so you bring in the client's materials to test within your facility, or how does that work? Yes, uh, we can bring the materials in here, test them here. We've we got to review some SDS sheets and things like that to make sure it's not hazardous to our health. But other than that, yes, we we have that a lab here in house in Kalamazoo, and we can test all the materials. And we have a pneumatic conveyor, and we have screw conveyors, and we have tubular drags that we can test those in. And then what happens from there? Do you send out the information in a report, or do, do they have someone come in and test with you so that they can see how it's being uh, moved through? Yes, they're more than welcome to come in and witness it. Um, we'll take before as shipped in samples, and then we'll also take after samples um, to know they can do degradation studies to see the before and after back at the customer's lab. And we also do a report on, uh, you know, flowability, um, convey rates, you know, how it goes in the conveyor and comes out. And what suggestions do you have for those struggling to move their materials? I, I suggest, you know, get in contact with us and, and we'd be happy to either come out to your site review the application, or send material in, and, and we can test it here. Eric, do you have anything you'd like to add? Obviously, there's a lot to consider when conveying these types of materials. Is there anything to add? I know it's a safety issue. It's a, uh, an efficiency issue. The more hazardous the material, you know, the more you're going to want to keep it enclosed. And, and a tubular drag conveyor is a great, great technology to do that in. Well, Eric, I appreciate your thoughtful answers on a very important uh, issue within many processing plants. Uh, on behalf of Eric, I am Tracy Purdom, and this is Solution Spotlight. Mm -hmm.